This is the Contractor's Corner podcast series from Solar Power World. Welcome to another edition of Contractor's Corner. I'm host Kelly Pickerel, and today we're joined by Cheryl Lane. She is co-owner of Earth Electric, a residential solar installation company based in San Jose, California. So thanks for joining me today, Cheryl. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Why don't you tell me a little bit about how Earth Electric got started? What kind of solar work do you guys do? Well, we um, started off as uh, with the idea that we would be doing electrical work and solar work, which is one of the reasons why we chose Earth Electric as our company name. But as time went on, we you know focused, started focusing on solar, and um, it was really got started after my husband was um, he was working in the industry, and one of the companies that he was working for went out of business, and so. Rather than going out and getting another job, we decided to start our own company. And what year was that? That was in 2009. In fact, uh, February 1st will be um, the start of our 10th year. Well, congratulations. That's a really big milestone in solar. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is. We're we're considered old timers now. (laughs) Uh, How many employees do you guys have today? Uh, we have about six employees, uh, mostly just a, a directly employed crew and uh, an office manager, and then plus uh, my husband and I who run the company. So when you're working on solar installations, is it just you guys out there, or do you work with any subcontractors? Um, most of the time, we are the subcontractor. We don't hire out or pass on our work to other subcontractors, but we have worked as a subcontractor for other bigger companies from time to time. Okay. And you guys are primarily just doing residential solar installations? Yeah, we have, you know, from time to time gotten a couple of opportunities in the commercial market. um, And we still do uh, installations for commercial jobs, but the sales cycle is much longer. Uh, It requires a lot more resources and a lot more it's a different set of skills in order to to sell into that market on a regular basis. So most of the time we, we've tried those, those uh, commercial jobs and have sort of stepped back because, you know, it just takes a lot of time and a lot of work and realize that, you know, we're really good at residential. So we should, you know, just focus on that and not try to spread ourselves too thin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I was looking at your website, and I see that you guys advertise a few panel and inverter brands that you prefer, and, I, and that's not common with a lot of installation companies. They don't kind of put that information out there. So why do you guys choose to do that? Well, we it, to be honest, it, it's really just about um, utilizing some of the keywords out there in the <laughs> industry. And I do have we have, you know, we live in Silicon Valley, and these are well-educated, um, you know, customers that do often do a lot of um, research before they contact us. So sometimes they're specifically looking for that panel brand, and when they're out there searching on the internet for a potential installer, we want them to find us as well. We are certainly not tied to any brand. We've never, you know. Um, you know, we've very, been very neutral in terms of the panels that we offer. So um, it's it's just really trying to get us out there and, and be able to find us when people are looking for something specific. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So I saw that Earth Electric, you guys are also involved with electric vehicle chargers and being kind of in the Silicon Valley areas. Is that keeping you guys busy? You know, um, not as busy as I had thought. Uh, We do get a couple of uh, questions from time to time, but it's, you know, um, it's it's a lot of work to do a vehicle charger with permits and, and such. So um, the idea behind offering those is that a lot of times when people purchase their electric vehicle, their electricity goes up, obviously, and therefore they become a solar candidate uh, quite quickly. So that was one of the reasons why we started offering it. Um, but to be quite honest, it hasn't, it hasn't uh, become as, as prominent as I thought it would. That is interesting, especially kind of with with Tesla and everything pushing those electric vehicles. That's, that is kind of interesting. Right, it is. It is, and um, so it, a lot of times Tesla has Tesla has their own list of customers or you know potential vendors that they use and that they recommend for installations. So I don't know if they're going there or you know if it's just. Um, they're kind of figuring it out on their own. And, and then and then in Silicon Valley as well, there's a lot of people that are able to charge at work. So mm-hmm. they take advantage of those opportunities as well. So Yeah. Okay. Uh, what kind of financing trends are you seeing with customers? Are, are more choosing PACE options? You know, I get a lot of questions about financing. And, you know, I have researched financing options for customers for years. And I just don't find that there are a lot of companies out there that have a lot of integrity in terms of the financing options. I often, when somebody asks for financing options, I will, you know, tell them about PACE, but I also recommend that they go and get a HELOC loan. Uh, Obviously, it's going to be a better interest rate for them. And therefore, I want, you know, I want to keep the integrity in my company as well. So, not a lot of people choose the PACE options. And to be quite honest, a lot of the people that we've seen choose the PACE options are some of the more wealthy customers. They often will sign up for it, uh, get it financed that way, and then pay it off relatively quickly. So because the interest rates are so high with PACE, it's just not something that I recommend. Um, but if there are no other options, then, you know, I definitely will refer them over and, you know, get them involved with the, the PACE options. Hmm. Okay. So do you think rooftop solar will ma- maintain its growth if these state and federal subsidies end or taper off? Do you guys have, you know, enough business? Is it going to survive? You know, it's that's the big question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, definitely the federal, the 30% tax credit is, is a big selling factor. It's, it's really what makes it uh, financially viable for a lot of people. So it's, it's a good question. You know, it still feels like um, it's a ways away, but I'm really hoping that it gets extended again. Who knows if it will or not. But it is, it's, a, it's a big selling factor. So it's, um, it's a concern. Um, but, you know, and, and we, we lost our, our state rebates quite a while ago. And I thought that the, uh, the business would taper off after that as well. But it really hasn't. Mm-hmm. We've continued a growth rate, you know, pretty extensively. And our company gets bigger and grows more every year. So 
despite losing the state rebates, we continue to grow. Uh, the federal one is the bigger one, obviously, and the more um, there are more options um, uh, when people have that, you know, that 30% tax credit is a big selling point. So it's a good question, and it's not one that I have an answer for <laughs> yet, but we're certainly preparing for, you know, that, that possibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you heard of any more interest in solar shingles lately, or are, are full-size traditional solar panels still what people are asking for? You know, the solar shingles are, um, it, Tesla has great marketing, so a lot of people will ask about them. But from our perspective and from what we're hearing in the industry, it's not really readily available yet. Um, and I really have a lot of questions about what happens when those shingles start to fail. When, um, you know, how do you replace them? How do you, you know, get them out? And how do you continue to maintain the, the look and feel of the shingles themselves? So, you know, it's not a lot of requests, but, you know, here and there, people are definitely hearing about them. But at this point, you know, the, the, the long-term viability of a panel that sits on top of a rack is more effective, I think, for customers. It, it enables you to, to have access to them and to troubleshoot and, and that kind of thing. And um, so I'm not sure about the solar shingles. I you know, haven't heard a whole lot of interest in them. Um, so it's, uh, I think still people get the value of the panels more than the shingles. So I'm confident that it's going to continue in that way, you know? Yeah, it seems like the solar shingles are kind of still very buzzword and and not not yet right, exactly mainstream. yeah exactly and and you know customers have told me that you know Tesla just says give me a thousand dollars and we'll let you know when they're available <laughs> so it's that's really what's um, what's going on with you know for customers and their interest in that but um, it could be a while before they're actually available and then and then after that you know it's several years before we figure out some of the problems that are associated with that that you know, didn't really come out during the testing process, you know, so it's, we kind of maintained a conservative outlook with regard to new solar technologies. You know, it's, it feels better. It's, it's safer for customers and for us to offer tried and true products, you know, something that's been out there in the marketplace and has, um, you know, survived the solar coaster as everyone calls it. Um, You know, the lot of new, products come out and they're they're sort of a flash in the pan so to speak you know they're they're here and then they're gone so we tend to go with the tried and true uh products that you know are are gonna that we already know are reliable and uh, cost effective for customers gotcha okay so if there was one thing you could change in your area to boost solar sales what would it be you know, there's something that's kind of been in the back of my mind for a long time, and that's a, a coopetition with some of the smaller installers. I think that the smaller installers are out there doing the work every day. We're, you know, talking to customers. We're, we're not doing that sort of cookie-cutter, um, you know, plans with, with customer. We're, we're doing, you know, every every job is a new experience and uh, a new plan. And um, 
I would like to see some of the smaller installers work together. You know, smaller installers have a much different set of challenges in the marketplace. You know, it's, it's hard to keep work going all of the time. You know, we, um, you know sometimes we have lots of work and a, and a nice backup of jobs, and other times we don't have any work at all. And those are the times where you want to take care of your employees and you want to maintain that, that crew and take care of your crew. And if we work together with some of the other smaller installers to maybe share our crew so that our crew can continue to work and stay busy without us, you know, being worried about them having to move on and take another job just so that they can keep working. You know, those are just some of the challenges that we face as a small installer. Um, so I would love to, you know, create some, like I called it co-opetition and, uh, you know, have us work together as opposed to, you know, out there competing and um, making the price just lower so that we can get the next job. And um, I've, I've actually reached out to some of the panel manufacturers, particularly Solar World, and said, you know, let's do this. Let's work together. Let's create some sort of platform where we can you know, work together and um, make it better for all of us, not just um, the installers, but for customers as well, where customers can have that sense of, I know that, you know, this company is going to be around for a while because they're, they're solid and they, they have a plan in place to make sure that they stay profitable and, and take care of their employees. You know, it's about integrity. There's a lot of, there's a lot of companies out there that, do not operate with integrity. And um, we've seen lots of examples of that. And I, you know, as much as it's been a, a rough road from time to time in this industry, I, I have always tried to maintain that level of integrity and taking care of our customers and doing it in that sort of old-fashioned way where we uh, really care about our customers and our customers become you know, part of our family kind of a thing, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's what I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to extend, just uh, have people work together as opposed to, you know, working against each other. Mm -hmm. Well, that's definitely important when some of the, the bigger names do unfortunately have troubles and maybe go out of business. It's the customers who suffer. And um, yeah, if you could just improve that integrity, that'll help the whole industry. I absolutely agree. I can't tell you, you know, there's been several situations where we've run into customers who have been taken advantage of, you know, older customers who have signed up and, and purchased a system that never even covered all of their electricity bills. And they, you know, spent a lot of money on a system only to find out that they still have a, you know, $600 bill at the end of the year. And when we've run into those situations, we've pretty much installed uh, an expansion system for them to get it covered and, and for the most part did it at cost so that we could take care of them because we felt really bad that they had been taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, some of the, you know, I talked to you a little bit about um, some of these new online quoting companies like Energy Sage and Solar Advisor and they really take that personal aspect out of the equation with solar, which is really a shame because our competitive advantage, my competitive advantage is that I know so much about the industry that I've seen, you know, products come and go and I recommend products that have been around for a long time and I, you know, I let them know that, 
you know, make sure that you understand how well the company is doing, how well is the manufacturer doing, because we just don't have all of those answers. And when you have these platforms that take that personal, you know, uh, level of customer service out of the equation, I think customers suffer. And certainly the installers are suffering as well because they're taking business. And I don't think uh, a lot of the long-term issues associated with that, you know, it's not going to show up until, you know, a few years down the road. And by then it's going to be too late. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, besides trying to make a make coopetition, um, what's Earth Electric's plan for the next few years? Well, just keep on doing what we're doing. You know, it's taken a, a while for us to create a name and, and get good, solid reviews out there that, um, you know, show that we are actually doing business the right way. And um, so, you know, we could, we're right now we're uh, working with some search engine optimization and some search engine marketing and um, just really kind of maintaining that, um, slow and steady growth. I think that's really what has served us the best. And it's easy to kind of jump on board uh, with the latest and greatest, you know, solar leads and, and that kind of thing. But, um, but what has served us the best is just doing our job and doing our job right. And when we do that, you know, word of mouth is what gets us the next job, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking to me today, Cheryl, and letting me get to know Earth Electric. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for chatting with me. This has been another edition of Contractors Corner. Join us each month as editor Kelly Pickerel chats with solar installers across the country. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World podcast. Visit us online to hear more great podcasts, view industry videos, and read our great editorial content. SolarPowerWorldOnline.com See you back here next month.